here we are with a very special Sundance Film Festival episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. No, Becky and I are not in Park City or Salt Lake City or anywhere near Sundance, but Sundance is coming to us in the form of a brilliant filmmaker in Tari Waribi, who made an absolutely magnificent short called We Were Meant To, which seems like this unfinished sentence. And then when you see this film, it just it just hits you so hard right away. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the same way the opening sentence has a cliffhanger, right? We were meant to what? Yeah. The film, it ends in this yeah. flash. Yes. Uh, it it ends in the moment of okay, so now where's the feature? You, yeah, where's you're, where's you're making a feature, right? Because this is not the I mean, end. I need more. I need more. Yeah, yeah. I think the the long run on sentence title is, um, if you will, like we hope the film answers the question, which I think it does <laughs> when we get to the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for sure, there's an extended version of this uh, happening. It. it I had too much guidance and, and mentorship and too many people ahead of me in the industry who's just kind of, you know, yeah, it would, I would be remiss if I wasn't prepared for it, kind of taking on the task of expanding this. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that process now. Yeah. So in this in this uh, beautiful film, which I mean, there's so many different log lines you can think of, but it's it's a story. I mean, I, I see it's a story of a man coming of age and. Mm-hmm all the optimism that comes with that and yeah. then how that intersects with the reality of a system that was meant yeah. to disadvantage it. Yeah. Am I on the right track? I think so. Yeah. How would you describe it? What's your, what's your one line about it? Oh man. So the one liner is a coming of age story set in a world where black men have wings and their first flight is a rites of passage. Ah. It's yeah. it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. The film. It's and um, and so so you talk about so I'm going to it's very clearly about this rite of passage for black men Mm -hmm. and also the systems that are set up that have been, uh, you know, horrifically disadvantaging, oppressing, holding back black men. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I want to actually ask a question about is the women in Mm. the story, because Mm -hmm. there are a couple of key moments with Akil's sister, Akil's the main character. Mm -hmm. There's one beautiful moment, and Becky and I, you know, being very close with my siblings, you know, where his sister is teaching him. Mm -hmm. And then there's a moment of almost like magic is the only way I could describe it, Mm -hmm. where she is instrumental in him defying, you know, being able to defy the system. Yeah, and I I really was curious in this film that is clearly about a young man's voyage. Mm-hmm. Your role for women. What what was the what was your how are your choices made for the role of women? What are you saying about the role of women in this story? Because the the performances are amazing, the details are amazing, and the moments that the women have are so powerful. Yeah, um, I mean, so I'm a twin, um, and I have you know a, a twin sister. And, you know, I've grown up having uh, both parents and a really close relationship with my older sister, my mother, my twin sister. And I think what I'm trying to say in this story is that though we are kind of, you know, on a technical kind of story point following the POV of a young Black boy and Akil, um, that I see his, the significance of his sister, Akila, 
um, equally as significant, right? A deep contribution um, to kind of his, like you said, being able to defy um, the systems at play. So I see the two as equal and, and, and interconnected. So I think it's it's a larger kind of push to the way we as a people um, kind of go further or defy limitations is to kind of come together, right? Man and woman, um, people as a, as a whole, right? I think a lot of times uh, the message is divisive, right? If one person is asking for equality and another group says we want it, right? But I think if you if you if we can come together, I think that's kind of the core kind of message. And I mean, I'm biased. Like I have, like I said, I'm, I'm a twin, and I, and I and I love you know my siblings, and I have some of my best friends are you know some of my closest friends are women. So for me, I, it was never had to. And that was probably kind of one of the toughest parts of kind of shaping the story because the kind of rule of thumb in making a short film at least is like one shiny object like don't mm-hmm. don't kind of mm-hmm. so much so for me it took a little bit more patience a little bit more time to kind of interweave it and kind of uh earn earn these kind of moments you spoke to so for me it was mining that right there's moments where it's like you have to build their relationship and buy that they're siblings right the kind of him sticking up for her at the breakfast table right and then her kind of you know teaching him a dance move and then you know um and then kind of arcing their kind of relationship. So then that moment becomes earned, right? And also posing a question, because I think if I had front-loaded the film with exposition about what they do in this world and exposition about what we're in, then I think we would have lost the audience. I think I kind of kept that kind of like, what is that? What is that? And then Mm -hmm. we're able to answer it in the last bit. So um, it was careful engineering, for sure. And I'm, I'm glad you guys. Uh, so I want to, I want to ask you a follow-up question on that. So there's what's written on the page and then the magic that happens when you have the actors in the room together. And I'm curious as the director, mm-hmm. I don't know, what's that? Can you kind of fill in the blanks for us between you can see something, right? It's written on the page, but then the chemistry that, that, these two actors have playing siblings and the moments yeah. are very, very small, but yeah. mm-hmm. carry a lot of weight. And, yeah. and, and you really and feel let's them. shout out to Tim Johnson Jr. Sky Barrett. Yeah. Magnificent. Just fantastic. Yeah, man. Um, look, um, this cast across the board, Sky, Tim, Eamon, Sylvester, Luke, uh, Jordan, Amanda, I mean, Jeremiah, everybody. It was I mean, that was, they were probably the easiest part, man. This film. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, they were the easiest part. And, uh, you know, I think I see myself as a storyteller. And I think as kind of when I'm building scenes and building these stories, like I, it's, it's a bit romantic, but a lot of it is legitimately, I feel like I'm designing and, and charting and, and crafting things. So I try to give, I try to inform the actors as much as possible. But then I, like you said, you still have to make something that's like, an enjoyable read, um, mm-hmm. but all the all the kind of um, my hope is that when I write stuff, it's all kind of in there to kind of um, the structure is there, the form is there, and then they kind of you know lay in moments. So man, they they just kind of yes and everything that was there. Oh. There was always more to a scene. Um, like everything we wrote is shot. Like you know what we constructed is in the. Um, in the movie, it's there, but then yeah, there's like little moments. There's there's nuances of a look. There's a touching of a hand, right? The father and son scene. I did not write the hand touching, right? But wow. when her 
first and they did it, I was like, oh, that's it, right? Um, but yeah, they were, you know, there were just a lot of different moments um, that- for me where every, because everyone kind of really gravitated to the material on the page. And then that kind of just opened up the world where they were kind of like, um, they understood so clearly what was happening in the scene that then it just kind of, you know, I think when the material's working already and you and you find yourself, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it just kind of just, kind of blow it up, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and Tim in particular, man, like, there's no world where I write, you know, snot lingers from his nose and he does <laughs> Oh, when I saw it, there's only one take of that. When I saw it, I was yeah. like, oh man, this is it. I was like, I, I was like, I don't even know, you know, what, like, I was like, it felt like a gift. Everyone continuously gave me gifts. And, and for me, it was just kind of, fostering the environment for them to kind of repeatedly do it day after day, beat after beat, moment after moment. So shout out to the cast, shout out to Hannah Cooper, amazing casting director who allowed me to just have the space to trust my instincts. Um, No one did like a traditional tape or anything like that. She sent over materials um, and then I got to meet them and have conversations. The cast is really wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of the cast. Yeah. We have a very special in our place in our hearts for Mr. Luke Tenney. And I'll tell you why. Mm. When this pot, so this podcast has been going for five and a quarter years. We haven't missed a week wow. in five years. My wow. sisters had one child between them. Now they have four between their two families when mm-hmm. this started. So we have grown up doing this show. Mm-hmm. And when we were a baby podcast at our first Comic-Con, mm-hmm. Luke Tenney on mm-hmm. the E... Uh, Mo- like hours before deadly class was about to be canceled right yeah. so he must have known something we didn't know but he was a guest at this comic-con and i had gone over and chatted with him at some point during the con and said hey you know we hadn't really done any like we hadn't really called any celebrities over to do anything with us ever yeah. and luke but at the end of the show he walked the floor, he stopped and he sat with us and he gave us this interview and it was so sincere and it was so humble and the gratitude at which here's, you know, he's on a huge sci-fi show. He had a great part. You, you, know, you get the sense here in the presence of greatness yeah. and, and we're asking about deadly class. We're so excited. We want a season two, you know, and he's so professional the way he did the interview. And we have always been like hardcore Luke Tenney fans because of the, of the of the way he interacted with us um i would love to know how you got to know luke and what it was work like specifically working with luke um i mean i guess i would like to take this time to put in my application to also join the fan club Um, (laughs) (laughs) the man you describe is exactly who i met um and 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 it's like he and that's what he brings to the work Um, i mean extremely gracious extremely generous like i said I saw his materials. I saw his stuff from Deadly Class, and then we met. We just met and spoke. And I think we had a conversation for maybe two hours. We laughed a lot, and we just talked about life. Um, I think at the time he was like working on a short film. He was talking about that process. He was asking me questions as a director. We were kind of mm-hmm. talking about we were, we were talking about everything, right? Because the big thing for me in telling coming of age story was that I didn't want these characters especially for the for the boys and the girls to kind of they didn't have to become somebody else it was them kind of me getting a sense of who they were and how they complemented each other right 
So I, I always look at actors and kind of see like their intangibles, the things they get for free. They're, they're kind of isms when you like, you know, mm-hmm. talk to them and you're with them, right? Uh, my friends kind of joke that if I talk to someone that's an actor, if I've never seen their work, I can I can tell if they're a good actor or not. So like if I interact with an actor, I'm like, oh, like there's a, are they good? And I'm like, yes. Or I'm like, or I can be very specific about what I imagine their tool, their toolkit is as an actor. Like, oh yeah, they're they're this. They probably do this. They probably do this really well. And I think thus far I've been uh pretty spot on. Um and kind of understanding people's interests. So Luke, man, Luke is Luke is a joy. And it's funny you say you felt like you were in the presence of greatness, right? Because we were like on the fifth day of shooting and, and um, you know, big setup. We're doing kind of the end sequence. So just about everyone's there um, except the parents. And uh, and we're like, you know, rigging stuff. So everyone's kind of has a moment and like, you know, Tim's in hair and makeup. But we had became such a big family that so I go into hair and makeup because as a director, of course, I'm going in there to, you know, ask a favor of hair, you know, ask a favor of hair and special effects. Like, oh, I want to, can we do more of this or, you know, check in and whatever. And everybody's in there. Everybody is like in there and they're just like having a time. And I kind of walk in kind of like, kind of like the 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 father who goes to like checking on their kids and they see they're having a moment. So you just stay there. You don't kind of ruin it first. Mm-hmm. So you just watch. And I just remember like stepping in because we were in this big warehouse and they had like had this like big corner. I walk over, I'm like walking through and I hear everyone laughing. I go in and I see them and I just have this moment where I'm like, man, I am so lucky because I'm going to look back three, four, five, ten years from now and they're going to be like, yo, I did this little film with all these really talented people that were just we can't get enough of like how did he get all of these people in this one kind of like epic little film and then they've all kind of gone on to do great things and I remember just watching them and being like this is a I felt like I had kind of like got lightning into a bottle like one time oh yeah there's a dream team absolutely Um, and, and I think you've already answered my next question before I can ask it but I'm gonna ask it anyway which is I wanted to know a little bit about what the culture on your set is like, because the Mm. feeling when you're watching the film is exactly what you, or it's kind of what I imagine is what you had described that closeness, that that camaraderie, people genuinely wanting to be there. And you as the director, you're setting the tone, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I think of myself as like, um, obviously like as a director, like you have, like you gotta work with the actors, you know, there's there's a technical element, there's an interpersonal element. Mm -hmm. I also see myself as like, um, almost like a DJ, right? Like you have to be like a (laughs) surveyor of like the mood and the vibe, right? And it trickles down. And to give you a sense, man, I, I don't think, so we shot this in the heat of the pandemic. And I know a lot of people made things in the pandemic, but we, this was like the big spike in the top of March and no one was outside and then and, and LA has shut down. And, and I think we were one of two productions in LA that had gone out to kind of roll the dice. Um, like completely, I think it was like a, maybe a Netflix show and then us. And it was like, um, and I only knew this because we were having so much conversation with the actual County of LA. Um, and they were super vocal with us and AFI and all this stuff. So 
Um, and they were trying to just make sure we were, you know, safe as possible. But I remember everyone was so kind of like this kind of laser focus on getting this special thing that they believed was so special done and done well. Like everyone was invested in every part of the process. Like whether it was just like complete and utter silence to like the days we were shooting the the father and son stuff in the house. Like imagine like everyone gave, you know, Eamon and Tim the 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 space and they needed. Like it, it was insane. Like you could we would be shooting or even in between takes. Cause you know, it's like uh, you, you call cut and everyone's loud and so they're back to doing what it, what it was. And I remember calling cut after a take and just being like, it felt like everyone was still frozen. And I remember walking and hearing my feet creak, walking in the room, open the door and I'm like, hey, how are we feeling, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you, you think you're walking back to Video Village and you're gonna see people just kind of neandering. Everyone's kind of like, are we good? Do you need one more? Like, are we gonna go again? It's wow. like, everyone was very much within the moment of that, that hive mind going yeah man and then and beyond that man I, I i i this is a gift man to make movies is the gift man and i'm a big kid on set even in the midst of like you know pyro and and and, and special effects and then rigging all this stuff like our stunts i'm still a you know I'm, I'm, I'm a big kid and i remember this one moment i really enjoyed so we're on the roof and we're doing you know some of the kind of last sequence and and there has to like there's like some technical stuff they have to like fix and everyone's kind of like okay like you know we gotta you know we gotta do this blah 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 and everyone's they're like everyone's like so invested like wait what's happening why are we waiting what's going on i'm like oh no we're good like my 80s already told me what it was like you know of course something burning it's a film set like something's not working but it's like (laughs) so i start going around and i go um what's your favorite michael jackson song and everyone's like what and i was like yeah your favorite michael jackson song tells you it's almost like no smooth criminal, by the way. Smooth song. criminal. Uh, right. I want you back. Exactly. So your favorite Michael yeah. Jackson is like telling someone what your sign is. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. Pisces, I'm Capricorn. <laughs> it tells a lot about who you are. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, watch. So we go around and I start kind of giving everyone their Michael Jackson like horoscope based on the, the song. They wait, wait, up. hold on. Can we can we take wait, a moment we to just, do that? Because that you, is can like you do that. So you are you like we I say do. you're part of the family when you join the show, yeah. but this is literally how conversations go in our yeah. family. So yeah. now we need it. So I said smooth criminal. What do, what do you and, learn about me? So what does that say about you? Smooth criminal. Okay. Um you are uh charismatic. Um you are um uh, you believe yourself to be uh, smarter than most. Uh, <laughs> she's nodding. And the last thing I'll say is that um, you um, are cooler than you think you are. <laughs> okay. I like that. Probably because I don't think he's very cool, but other people think he's very cool. So exactly. there we go. Okay. And mine's I want you back. So Ooh, you are. Um, a hopeless romantic, um, sensitive, emotional, but in a good way. She's and, very sensitive. And, uh, very sensitive. <laughs> and thoughtful, very thoughtful. Oh, well, I like that. Wait, so, what's your favorite like- Michael Jackson song? Oh man, it's changed over the years as we do as people. My favorite Michael Jackson song is uh, "Lady of My Life," and no oh, one ever wow. chooses that song. Like deep um, cut, it's yes. thriller, right? Thriller. Yeah. It's on the thriller album. It's like track number yeah. three. Or 
three or eight? I can't remember. One of those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady cut. of my life, man. Lady of my life. Beautiful yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so speaking of beautiful things. Yes. You like that segue there. <laughs> I was absolutely struck mm-hmm. by the wardrobe in this mm-hmm. film. There um and and shout out to Ashley NV yeah. Mingo that I hope I pronounced yes. that correctly. She's, she's, yes, yes, yes. Uh, she she goes by Mingo because uh, she's an artist that way. Okay, uh, but um she's also from Philly, so um awesome. so crazy thing this wasn't planned. So Tim's from Philly, I'm from Philly, so it's like kind of this like Philly connection. Um, but man, costume so great and funny story about costume so. We shoot this film in the heat of the pandemic. And um, so what does that mean? A lot of stops and starts. So this film had stopped and started three times. And I think we we got, we rolled the dice on the fourth time to kind of go. And so what did that mean? Mingo's from Philly. So when we were shooting, um, she had to fly out. And she flew out and, 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 we, and we got shut down, right? Oh and it's devastating. And to her credit, man, and, and that's what I mean by, you know, a, a team and, you know, and it's like, you want to be down about it. And I go, and she's, and she's game for it. We go, well, I mean, we're, we're not shooting, but we're here. Like, we paid, you're here. We get to actually, like, really get into design again. So we oh, took wow. that, we redesigned the entire, all the costumes for the entire film when, when, we, when we got shut down on the third time. Um, and she flew out. She was still in that. She was in LA with us for like a few so, days before we got her back. So we, you know, I, I, I cooked, she came over, we spent like, we would do like, we did like two, like eight hour days and we laughed and we went through every character. We gave them, you know, we, we just gave them a, a, a crazy costume art, we gave them a color scheme. We really got to, and we had those things in place, but we got to, we had, we got to get annoyingly specific. So for example, every every guy, the three guys have these kind of shirts. You like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of they're cut. Those were built in, and before we didn't have enough time to build something like that. But I was like, now that we're here, can we make a costume that's indicative of this world that already exists? If you were in a world where your arms were feathered, you'd probably want them to you you you'd be open to having you know space from the breathe and all these things, mm-hmm. and then. We got to custom. Everything was custom, right? The the gym uniform, right? The, the the jersey has on, right? They're called the dragons because that's a Tuskegee. Um, that's a Tuskegee. That was like a small group of Tuskegee Airmen. They they went by the dragons, and the and, mm. and the forty one was like the battalion or the group that they were, and the and I think their kind of lieutenant or major was his last name was Davis. So we started to build all these things in. Um, and just really kind of double down on telling a story with the with the costumes, with the colors, right? You see, like his friends, their colors switch and change on the same spectrum. Oh, when yeah. they kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I was watching Luke, and there's yeah. a scene where he's on the playground and he's wearing mm-hmm. bright purple and bright mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. It's a little yeah. different than the yeah. other scenes, like that yeah. one. That costume really stands out. The the cuts and the arms stand yeah. out a lot. Yeah. It, it 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 came across that there is a story being told through the wardrobe yeah, absolutely oh 100 percent. that that reads you yeah. you feel that would, come and, through and, and mingo wouldn't have it any other way and i always tell her and um i was like she's my ruth e carter and as much as i can i will work with her on anything and and, and i think when you really love a collaborator you that in my opinion you don't covet them so all my other friends that are directors um i'm i recommend her first and foremost mm-hmm. so like she's kind of you know 
done costumes on all our films, right? Shorts and then micro budget features and all those things and everything else in between. So yeah, I mean, it was, wow. we, we got a gift being shut down because then we got to have fun. Um, we got to have fun. And um, I feel like this is great because I feel like now we're learning who all the people are when you have your Oscar sweep. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> now we're hey. going to say, yeah, we, you know, yeah. we hit every, um, yeah. I, we have a friend, her name is Liz Nord. I call her the great Liz Nord. Mm-hmm. Liz says, um, Liz said on Instagram the other day, uh, mm-hmm. she's a filmmaker as well, that, mm-hmm. you know, shorts uh, are, are the future of the industry. Mm. Um, uh, which I think is such an insightful thing. And I think like there's, I, I think like the limited space, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no extra room. And I yeah. think you really see the metal of a filmmaker when, mm-hmm. when all of those elements are telling the story in the boundaries, film. boundaries, breed creativity, you know, that's yeah. I, I, and, and, but what I want to talk about specifically with your short film mm-hmm. and the way in which it stood up, I mean, talking about the costumes is a great segue into this, which is, yes, you had that start, that, that start and stop, which allowed you to invest so much more time and energy into the costumes, which elevates the production value of your film in the end. And, you know, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a half hour film, you know, to, um, under it's 20, 27 minutes, 20, you know, it's, it's under. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 20, it's 25, 25. Minutes, but it's 27 with the, the credits and the. All right. So 25 minutes yeah, now. Yeah. So obviously short films, small budget, but with yeah. a phenomenal production value to it, the way it's yeah. shot, the way it's mm-hmm. color corrected your mm-hmm. your your sets your special effects the the feathers the wings that yeah. those pieces and i just could you just talk us through a little bit how you're able yeah. to achieve such a high production value on a short film which you don't oh, honestly you don't yeah. typically see yeah i mean so two things it's it's it's, a, it's, it's kind of a loaded question because so i went to fi this is uh, my AFI thesis film. And AFI is notoriously known of all the kind of film schools to kind of, we just set a standard of kind of high quality. Now, my film has kind of exceeded that because of all the other things you've spoken to, right? Like usually these films don't, you know, have to carry, you know, VFX and an ensemble and, uh, and, 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 and all the kind of, different accoutrements that are like in this piece but it really did start with um the team that we assembled right that was me you know my producer jordan my dp veronica uh you know my costume designer my production designer even my editor like everyone right Mm -hmm. It, it was the team all right and then it was kind of like it's almost like a mandate that we created right kind of the standard of how we wanted to work and we knew that um like you said, a short film is kind of like tells you a lot about the filmmaker. And I think it was important for me because I had done many of short films before this one where I wanted to let people know and showcase my ability to work at a high level and that I was not interested in being a career short filmmaker, but instead, you know, you know, moving to kind of bigger, more expansive work. So um, it started there and you kind of set this bar and kind of create a mandate for yourself. But then beyond that, it was the script, man. I didn't make this film with the, 
it looks this great and because I worked with professionals, right? Company three, they colored the, the movie, right? Skywalker did the sound, right? Um, Encore uh, did the VFX, right? So thank you um, to, you know, John and, and Greg and Armin um, and Walter and, and all, all these, you know, all these talented artists, man, who are working on Marvel movies and, 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 and series and, and then just like movies that I grew up watching, right? And mm -hmm. they're Oscar nominated and all and all the things. So for me, it was really exciting to be able to work with them. And they believe in the work because of the quality of the work that was made. And they just went in there and they knocked it out the park. So it Agreed. looks like I worked with great people. Like that that's the secret. When it started so with it's work. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So we only got we only have you for a few more minutes, and we love yeah. to play games. I mean, you kind you already beat us to it with the Michael Jackson thing, <laughs> but that but because of that, we know you can you you can perform at a high level here. We're gonna we're gonna start you. We're gonna we're gonna play mm -hmm. the signature game of Friday Night Movie and siblings. Mm. This is we're gonna use. This is what we do all the time to each other. It's called buy, mm -hmm. rent, and meh. Okay, so that's buy, rent, and what meh. Meh. Yeah, like meh. Exactly. No, meh. like meh. Yeah, but like now, how meh. you say meh does not mean you don't like something because it's the inflection, uh, right? Um, how you deliver because we uh -huh. love all movies. This is not we're not like, but we're gonna purposefully also ask you like a very hard question. Like no one, gotcha. no one finds these easy, right? Meh. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So we're gonna give you three movies, gotcha. and you're gonna be forced to rank one in each category. Now. If you don't Ooh. want to, Lily would be here. Lily's the, the the other sibling, and she would say she always encourages people to cheat. She's like, don't, cheat. don't, don't she? Yeah, she's always telling people to cheat. Our sister, so, but, but, don't cheat. Yeah, don't cheat. But but the reason but why we say to. it's okay for people to cheat is we don't want you know filmmakers or artists to ever feel like you're not mm -hmm. talking trash because because the things we're throwing at you here are are usually of equal. Okay, we're value. we're just forcing you. Or, to. <laughs> well, I don't know. If equal value is is. Is is the right way to describe it, but they're they're definitely you know they're things that we like, so we're not trying to. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you are from Philly, yes, and uh, which means we're gonna take a Philly film theme here. Ooh. Okay. okay. Ooh. Right. I hope so, I've seen these movies. Well, Let's I'm see. gonna do I'm gonna do a few groups of movies, so hopefully you've seen one uh, in the group. Okay, so like gotcha. it works. So, for example. M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable Glass, Split, Sixth Sense, all of his Philly movies. So that's right. category number one. Okay. Okay. I've seen category all number two. Okay. Is the entire Rocky through Creed series. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Got it. Yes. So I've seen, I think, four. Four or three Rockies and all the creases thus far. So, okay. So the Rocky verse, mm -hmm. Rocky verse, if you will. Okay. And then, and then the last one, I, I, I admit, I sort of this was like a great concept, and then I, I could, I didn't really, I couldn't really think of another like series. So right. in honor of our beloved Philadelphia mm -hmm. Eagles being in the yeah. NFC Championship this week, this is when we're yes. recording this. So, uh, just yeah. um, it'll go out right away, but. Uh, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna pick Invincible. Okay, just it's gonna stand on its own. 
Because it's a because it's an Eagles movie. All right. So if you had to assign one of these each of those values, what would you do? But explain so you know you give give us a little you know which which one do you buy? Which one do you rent? Which one do you meh? Ooh. Oh, this actually is tough. I okay. I would buy all the M. Night Shyamalan movies because I think he's a really masterful storyteller. Um, and it would, it would, it would, entertainment wise for sure. But then also I could kind of, I, I'd look at movies like books. So I, I would get more use out of it if I bought it. And it would, it would kind of spread. <laughs> all right. Um, That's so cool. That's great. Um, whew. and then I would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would rent the Rocky, uh, kind of the Rocky verse, uh, because this is entertaining. I think I've, I've never watched a Rocky or Creed movie that just wasn't entertaining. Um, and you kind of leave a little bit inspired. Um, I will say, um, you know, watching Rocky, you know, trying to court a young lady now doesn't, you know, didn't age well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I watched it with my I kids. Did. I had to explain them a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, I would rent. And then, uh, you know, Invincible is meh. But uh, it's good. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good movie. And um, it is, it is, it is also inspiring. But yeah, I would say that was actually tough. I was like, wow. I was like, hmm. But was again, we, we only do this with love. All right. Now, Yes. Do you do you have a prediction for the NFC Championship? Um, I'm gonna go a step further. I have a prediction for uh, Eagles Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna live in down that hill. Um, My and- dad is with you, by the way. My yeah. dad, and I want to say this: mm-hmm. my dad in 2017, mm-hmm. around this time, 20- made the same call. Before mm. before the playoffs, mm-hmm. like he had the same that same feeling you have. Yeah, I mean, I I would almost because I didn't get to watch the entire Giants game. I would almost have given you a score for the Super Bowl and a projection, but I haven't really been watching what they've been doing in the AFC to wow. give you a full on prediction. Um, <laughs> yes, um, Super Bowl champions this year. It's, it's it's fitting. I think so. That's that that. Hey, I love it. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. Um, well. Uh, Tari Waribi. Yes, uh, I'm like tripping over my words because I'm in awe. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you. Film with us. No, thank um, you guys. This is fun, man. We were meant to yeah. is absolutely brilliant. I it's doing the festival circuit now, so people won't be able to watch it right away. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Sundance is his world premiere, so um, it's yeah. And then from there, I think we go uh, Pan African in February, and then everything else is following in. So people awesome. in LA will be able to check it out in February, but uh, the world premiere is yeah here in Park City, where I'm still freezing. That that well, that's amazing. We we <laughs> love the film. Where can people follow you, support the work, see the next thing that's coming out? Um, yeah, I think, uh, so my Instagram is my first and last name, um, but it's Tyree, T-A-R-I, and it's a dot, and then it's my last name, W-A-R-I-E-B-I. Um, I'm pretty decent about responding to DMs. I don't post often, 
but um, <laughs> DMs like email. So if you send me a message, I will get back to you at some point. And then the film has its own website. Uh, we were meant to.com. I believe Jordan, don't kill me. If you hear this, I should know the website. Um, <laughs> we were meant well, to. I, com. Yes. And I have now website. joined Luke Tenney in following yeah. you. It said Luke and yes. I both follow you. So now, you know, that's yes. big time. Yes. Um, and just to just to take us out um you can follow me at pancake and the number four table that's pancake for table pancakes for the table is my philosophy of life nice. uh, and, and you can follow me oh wait at yeah uh, please back at, at fnm sisters and on instagram and mm-hmm. all of the friday night movie shenanigans at fry night movie on socials or frynightmovie.com a huge thing Kyrie Waribi for his time, his beautiful storytelling. We cannot wait to see you. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.